is in the know for Friday, December 10, the 344th day of 2021. There are 21 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 103.9 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the commonwealth, and the country. And just a couple of weeks away from Christmas, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. It's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Were you aware that holiday gatherings cause some people anxiety? Oh, I'm well aware. You're well aware of that. If yes. you feel anxiety coming out at your next family get-together, try this. It's called the rule of three. Look at three things around you, listen for three sounds, and touch three objects. Look at three things around you, listen for three sounds, and touch three objects. you think that would help matters at all? No. I mean, I'm willing to try yeah, it. That's the from the Journal of Social, Cognitive, and Effective Neuroscience, which is a research journal. Oh, yeah. That old, that old publication. I read that uh, twice a week. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, Rome, Tel Aviv, and downtown Browntown. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, what's your favorite restaurant in Tel Aviv? Uh, I thought you were going to ask my favorite restaurant in downtown Browntown. Oh, I know I'm the not answer. sure. I, I'm not sure I could name a restaurant in either place. I know the answer to that. Um, <clears throat> Concession stand. What is the most regifted Christmas present? What is the most likely Christmas oh, present to be regifted? I have no idea. Wine and candles. Oh. Experts agree that wine and candles top the list of the most regifted items at Christmas. That makes sense, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess those are both easy things to pick yeah. and easy things to get rid of. I also think that they're they're both things that you have very uh, you have you have strong preferences on. Yeah, like if you like candles, you like a certain type of candle. And if you like wine, you probably like a certain type of wine. So when people start throwing at you variations, you're like, well, that's not really that's not really my cup of tea. So I'm just going to mm-hmm. re-gift that to someone else. You have uh, surely heard by now that there is the potential for severe weather overnight tonight. Uh, we should see a significant threat for nighttime severe storms, possibly tornadoes overnight tonight. Uh, beginning around 10 o'clock tonight and probably through, I'll call, uh, this is, I'm converting to central time for you, um, around 7, 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, I have a feeling it'll move through and we'll be in the clear by daylight tomorrow. But anytime it happens overnight like this, um, you know, it can be additionally uh, troublesome because you, you uh, it's dark, you know, and so you have a much harder time uh, maintaining your orientation and knowing where things are. So, you know, I... There are no guarantees. Things are volatile. It's a weird time weather-wise because of the seasonal change. But there will probably be some severe weather somewhere. 
It may not be in your yard, may not mm-hmm. be in your area or your town, but they'll probably be somewhere. So just be paying attention to uh, to what's happening. Have a way to receive warnings and just kind of uh, be wise to what's happening around you and have a plan. Uh, we'll see a quiet weather kicking in on Sunday, and it will likely hold for a good chunk of next week with warmer weather by midweek. So severe storms late tonight, overnight hours. Rain chance 70%, a high of 70 for today. Severe thunderstorms tonight, 100% chance of rain, a low of 70. Isn't that weird? Kind of weird. Right. And then for tomorrow, we'll see severe storms. Once the thing moves through tomorrow morning, we'll see temperature duck down into the 40s. And then tomorrow night, we'll see the freezing point late tomorrow night into Sunday. But you'll see warm again by next Tuesday and Wednesday. So just be prepared. Uh, National Weather Service is is telling you that uh, just be paying attention to what's happening around you overnight tonight. 2,736 new COVID-19 cases reported by Governor Bashir yesterday. 61 new deaths. The positivity rate did step down. For the second consecutive day, it went from 9.14 on Wednesday to 8.99%. But, you know, there's a whiplash to this. So when positivity goes up a few days later, you see hospitalizations go up. And so hospitalizations are trending up. Your day-to-day positivity coming down would indicate we can almost forecast when those hospitalizations may, when that may, when the, the whip of that you know, lashes through, you may be able to see the other side of that. But just for those of you using and paying attention to the metrics, also got word yesterday that uh, the United States is expanding the Pfizer COVID boosters to um, people ages uh, 16 and 17 now. So they pulled additional um, two ages of young people in to get COVID boosters. That's from Pfizer. Governor Bashir yesterday declared the state's chronic nursing shortage to be an emergency and took executive actions amid the ongoing coronavirus pandemic to boost enrollment in nurse training programs. Kentucky is projected to need more than 16,000 additional nurses by 2024 to help fill gaps caused by retirements and people leaving the profession. The governor's new order includes immediate actions that that he believes will provide some relief The nurse staffing emergency in Kentucky reflects a national epidemic created by the pandemic. The governor added that Kentucky is operating 12 to 20 percent short of needed nursing volume. So it's not a problem that you can just um, you can't just snap your fingers and fix. You know, you have to do whatever you can to create incentives and then also uh, remove the barriers from people to enable them to uh, to get into the profession. But it takes a while. You know, there are some skills you can learn in a week. Mm-hmm. Nursing is not one of those. There are programs that have certain start dates and et cetera. So. You can't expediate it. That's right. The governor breaks a record for job. The governor says Kentucky has broken a record for job creation in a single year. He said yesterday Kentucky has now broken its record for the creation of new jobs in a single year. He said these jobs come with $11 billion in new investment, a number that Kentucky crossed over yesterday, which shatters any previous record for yearly investment. 
He says this has been the best year for economic development in the history of Kentucky, and he also believes that this is only going to continue. They announced yesterday or early, maybe day before yesterday, Consumer Cellular, big, huge cellular company, moving into Kentucky. They are bringing, I think, about 500 new jobs. I see them advertised nationally, but I don't ever see them available you know, locally or know that service is available. But it looks like there will be another cellular provider coming to Kentucky. I, I'm not sure how, how deep the hole was dug that we were in from a job creation standpoint that's giving us, I know Sam, you sometimes mention, is is this an anomaly where we see where we started in job growth to where we've uh, achieved in 2021? And is that an apples and apples comparison? If you were comparing the job creation number for this year to a 2019 or a 2018 number, would it still be the largest in history? I hope so, but I don't know that. You know, it's hard to get a, a true comparison when you're living in you the, can't use any numbers from 2020. Yeah, when you're living in a big cloud, you know a lot of uh, a lot of confusion. Kentucky is getting a 5.3 million dollar federal dollar boost to its tourism industry. The money will go to destination marketing organizations and tourism regions. Governor Bashir said tourism is important to the state's economic growth. The funding will go to the state's tourism, arts, and heritage cabinet. The money comes from the American Rescue Plan Act. On their program for tourism and recreation, the governor's office said tourism is an $8.9 billion industry in Kentucky. We travel other places where the, the terrain and the topography is different, and we marvel and we go, wow, what a beautiful place we're traveling to, whether it's the desert or the Rocky Mountains or wherever it might be. But then people come to Kentucky and they see our terrain and they see our topography and they say, what a beautiful place. So we might as well mm-hmm. tell people, you know, come. There's to all kinds of different areas of Kentucky, too. Yeah, there are. It's uh, from, I mean, uh, as they say, you, c- you can spend a day in Kentucky and go to London, Paris and Florence. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> Y'all uh, uh, following up on a story we told you yesterday about a sheriff who was uh, being charged with assault in uh, Hazard. He's the Owsley County Sheriff. His name is Brent Lynch. He's 47 years of age. He was arrested yesterday. Um, But the headline, there was a video showing a fight that developed during a girls' basketball game earlier this week. And the headline, of course, is the sheriff. But in this capacity, he was actually an assistant coach. He was on the bench. He's part of the staff. So yesterday we talked about it and we said, well, you know, all the attention is being paid to the fact that he's the sheriff, and, and I'm not diminishing the fact that he's the sheriff and we, and we expect more from our sheriffs. But now today's headline says, Sheriff charged with assault while trying to break up fight. So I, there's a good chance that maybe he, he, he struck someone, but was it accidental? Was he acting in a – was he trying to defuse the situation? Or did he lose his temper and he said, okay, I'm breaking this up, but I'm going to take a shot at somebody in the process? I doubt it was that. I, I doubt he was saying, I, who can I throw a punch at? You better hope so. Yeah, I don't think it was that. And the video to me, Sam, was inconclusive. We couldn't There were even, some different angles. There were, were different angles? Recently. I okay. saw it pop up and I hadn't seen – I didn't get a chance to watch it yesterday. But there are different angles that that show, which makes me think that if there were different angles, that's probably part of the reason as to why. Yeah. Uh, well, 
So do you think he was attempting to break up the fight or did did it look like one of those where I look like I'm breaking it up but I'm also trying to get in a Well there's a shot. difference between breaking up a fight and potentially instigating the fight more. That's true. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. All right, uh, one more day in the as the world turns at the University of Louisville. So I don't know that the dust is settling any quite yet. But this time today, we can give you a little more clarity than we could give you this time yesterday. The U of L president Neely Bendapudi is now the president at Penn State University. Vince Tyre is no longer the athletic director at Louisville, but he's also apparently not taking the Florida State University athletic director's job. I think he's going back to the private sector, from what it sounds like. Uh wow! What a what a sequence of events. Uh, I thought I thought that they were going in the right. Like I thought the dust was settling and they were they were recovering from the issues of the last decade. But this is, I mean, how many times has this ever happened where your president and your athletic director have a standoff and then they both leave the university on the same day? Mm-hmm. I mean, I read a to different I, spots. Oh yeah, exa- exactly, and it. I read Eric Crawford's piece yesterday where he sort of went back and he took a stroll through all of the struggles at the university over the last decade and how they all fit together. He reminded me that there's still there's still a legal battle over former President Ramsey and his exit and their separation with the university. Like they're still fighting that out in the courts. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, who's the new athletic director? They probably have to name an interim one at some point. I, I don't know. And you've got a football team trying to get ready for a bowl game. Yeah, I think uh, they're playing Air Force. You've got a basketball team that's got you know that's playing DePaul tonight, mm. and then you got all this craziness going on. I, I don't. Apparently, Sam, you don't feel sorry for them. But. Nah, the fans, I do a little <laughs> bit. The athletic department, not really. <laughs> I will say some of the you know some of the memes that I see are a little bit funny, but I will tell you some of the most diehard black and red fans are also just like what's going on. I mean mm-hmm. this is this is craziness, and so uh, come to the good side. Well, now whoever put Neely Pindapudi's head on Will Levis's torso and uniform with the L's down mm-hmm. that, that was a little bit funny. That was funny. I yeah. mean, even the U of L people are kind of laughing at that one. So. Nonetheless. All right, big showdown tonight. We talk if you think UK U of L is a rivalry. Grayson County, Edmondson County, right there on a similar plane. Sam, the Cougars and Lady Cougars traveling south to downtown Browntown tonight for a showdown. District matchup. Yeah, it's um, the first district matchup of the year. First double header of the year? No. They we had Breck Reed Breck County had Breck last County week. Double header. Um, All right. So what do you what do you what do you make? Girls are up first, yes. Girls are up first. So Lady Cougars are one and two. They just picked up a win this past Saturday against John Harden. Uh Sydney Perkins has been their leading scorer this season. Arissa Riggs kinda it, that game Saturday was like the one that she kinda caught that spark and she's one of those players that if she's she catches fire, she can really put the team on her back and, and carry them. Edmondson County girls on the other side, they're one and two as well. Uh, they return Lily Jane Vincent, who was um, their leading returning scorer from last year and the leading returning rebounder. But it's a very young team and a very spread out scoring-wise team that uh, they uh, don't necessarily have a player who's doing most of their scoring. They're really just 
very spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first game at six o'clock. Um, Cougars and, and Lady Cougars and Lady Cats, and obviously last season they met in the district semifinals, and the Lady Cougars ended the Lady Cats season. You get kind of that extra little. Sure, to you it. got a little payback that mm-hmm. you might be interested in. Yeah, and Correct. hosting on the home floor, you feel Correct. a little comfortable in your own in your own gym. I can see that. And then uh, boys in the second game tonight. Boys, uh, Edmondson boys, of course. New head coach Brad Johnson, who was the Lady Cougar head coach for what, maybe <laughs> four or five years, uh, something like that, give or range, take. Yeah, uh, I know he's kind of coached all all over the place. Went to Barron County, and uh, he's now the coach of the Edmondson County Boys program. They're two and one. They're led by Trace Taylor. He's averaging 14.3 points per game. And Evan Stice, who's averaging 10 points a game. The Cougars are also 2-1. They picked up a win earlier this week against Apollo. Uh, they're being led by River Blainson right now, who's averaging nearly 20 points a game. For a couple of years, Sam, they at least one year, I know, they modified to where only the first district mm-hmm. meeting between the teams Last w- year, yeah. was counting. during. The, have we returned to normal? Correct. So you're going to get a home-and-home home with all Correct. your district opponents and then sort it out in the end? Correct. But it's important to get up on the top of the mountain as early as possible looking down at your district opponents. Correct. And I do know that they're wanting everyone who makes the trip down to downtown Browntown today wear orange. Okay. They want to make sure that everyone knows... What the right color is, right, Christy? <laughs> <laughs> she wears orange. Oh, I do. Uh, yeah. I do. You now wear your I, orange. I, I, um, I do wear orange. Yeah. But and yes. Sometimes that feels good, <laughs> and sometimes it feels bad. Yeah. So. But it should be great uh, coverage at 540 on K105 and via K105 Digital Productions. So you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. And you get a little notification that says yeah. we're all in life. Yeah, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and that'd be the easiest way to kind of follow all the exciting things that are going on. So, Grayson County at Edmondson County tonight got all the coverage for you, and we got plenty more. Hang around here on In the Know. Holiday greetings and gay happy meetings when friends come to call. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hall. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree. Today the is Dewey Decimal Day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Honoring Melville Dewey, born this date in 1851, who uh, gave us our, our organizational structure for libraries. Nobel Prize Awards Day today. Sam, still waiting on your Nobel Prize Award? Or uh, it came in earlier. It did. Yes. Right. I hadn't seen it hanging in your office yet. No, I haven't. Haven't had that chance yet. Tomorrow's National App Day. App. Like, App. A P P okay. was named the Word of the Year in 2010, and it was named App Day. So apps have changed how we work, live, and play. Sunday is Fresh Breath Day. Don't forget. Sunday is also Gingerbread House Day, and Sunday is also Poinsettia. Day, in yeah. case you feel like okay. uh, celebrating in some <clears throat> regard. Looking ahead to 2022, the Pantone of the year for 22. Oh, dear. The color is very peri. It is a periwinkle. Very peri. So if you're heading to a wedding next year, <laughs> expect to see lots of very peri. I like periwinkle. That looks a little more, when I saw it on screen, it looks a little more purple than sometimes I think of when I think of periwinkle. Uh, I did decide when I was looking at this color this morning that 
I realized that one of my most favorite colors of blue, I, I like royal blue because of UK. I have all kinds of navy blue stuff, but cornflower. The cornflower blue, it's not quite a robin's egg blue. It's not quite a sky blue. It's a little bit darker. It's a little bit darker. I really like cornflower, and I don't know why. Hmm. I don't even know what that is. I was going to say, Sam, you looked at me like cornflower. Sounds like it should be yellow. But cornflower blue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I see it. Yeah. I guess that's an interesting shade of blue. It's not Tar Heel blue. Like that's... <laughs> tar Heel blue, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Is uh, that North Carolina? Yes, that is North Carolina. Users share a hack for making dish soap. That will last most of the year. This came from TikTok, so we'll save you the trouble of having to go there. We'll just tell you what they said. Take a, she said, there's a couple of things I don't go cheap on when I'm grocery shopping. That's dish soap and Pop-Tarts. She says, this is going to make one big bottle of Dawn dish soap last you probably most of the year. You combine dish soap, water, and alcohol into a foaming soap dispenser and then mix it gently. So you dilute it down just a little bit, and you get a lot of mileage hmm. out of your. I can usually let my make my dish soap last a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is that? Because you don't no frequently I mean, need to do dishes. No, because I I just I'm I know the correct amount. I, I don't overdo it. Don't overdo so it. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds me of my board from a few weeks ago that said. You never realize how little shampoo you need until you're almost out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, you can really stretch it when you need to. All right, it's the time of year. Happened to me yesterday. uh, Happened to us yesterday. Uh, I was uh, helping do the school drop-off yesterday, and we happened to be behind behind a vehicle that um, has done the, the... Increasing popular move of putting the antlers on the side of your vehicle to make your car look like a reindeer mm-hmm. for Christmas. Well, and then the Rudolph knows those on the front too. Well, it's kind of what I want to. It's kind of one on what I want to campfire with everyone on. Um, by the way, love the reindeer antlers. Think it looks festive. I think it looks neat on the side of a car. It's kind of so, like... So are we expecting this on your car soon? No, it will not be on my car. But uh, but I, I don't mind if you do it, like it. Uh, it's it's tantamount to flags. Mm-hmm. You know, you put the if you're going to the football game or the basketball game... Put you your put, UK flag you know, on You put there. your UK flag on the side. This is the same thing. You're just doing antlers. You're just doing your antlers instead. And that's fine. I will. N- I, I, you get no hassle from me about that. You want to put a rain? You want to put Rudolph's nose on your grill? All right. It kind of ties the ensemble together, right? Put a round you ball on the front. You can't have reindeer ears without the red the nose. The car's kind of shaped like the head of a reindeer. You pick the antlers. If you want to do that, fine. No problem. But we're going to need to agree where the line is. Because, like in so many things, we start down a path to something, and then there's some boundary down the path somewhere where you should stop and you should look back and go, have we traveled far enough? 
And when the answer is yes, you should stop right there and not go any further. Because here's the next thing that's going to happen is we're going to see cars covered in strands of lights. We're going to see wreaths on every window. We're going to see sleighs and Santa strapped to the tops of cars. So I'm just asking, before we get to that point, can we agree as a society, can we reach a consensus, a balance that says, here's inbounds, here's out of bounds? I don't really care. I mean, no, I think you do you. That's kind of what I say. Does it make you happy? As long as it doesn't impact me. But you then I doing don't care. you becomes a safety issue for me. I think so I said, as long as it doesn't bother, have a reason to upset me or, you know, cause an issue, then I don't care. So this is yet another thing we're going to force law enforcement to figure out and go. Get the sheriff on the this line. This is right a now. safety. This is a safety concern, and that's not a safety concern. Or this is okay. And who wants to be the Grinch that has to pull the car over and go? Uh, you got to you got to do something different with your lights. Who? No one wants to do that. Mm-hmm. So don't put people in that position. But as soon as they came up with LED lights that can be battery powered, it's not. We crossed the Rubicon. Like we went, to, we we crossed over, and we will not be able to come back because some people, they just. I'm sure Sheriff Chaffins is looking for more to do, so I think this could just be added to the list, right? <laughs> Doesn't he want more to do? <laughs> I want to see a charge pop up there. Too much Christmas. <laughs> over Christmasing. Yes. Is the, I wonder That's if the KRS statute overdid it. if there's a thing Too called much Christmas. over over Christmasing. Uh-huh. Punishable by a five hundred dollar fine. Hmm. All right. Sam, you got a Christmas video you can throw up? I I can. Okay. This just reminds me. I, 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 all of a sudden my, my diatribe that I've just gone on about Christmas decorations on cars it is maybe a good time. To bust out that famous Christmas tradition that we've not yet done. Let's hear it told from Zach Tyson. This is White Trash Christmas. The stockings are hung by the wood-burning stove. Papa just told me that the well done froze. Mama's on the couch just picking her nose. It's White Trash Christmas. Daddy get the gun for when the reindeer come Mama said she could get it if we kill us one We both love hunting cause it's so much fun It's a white trash Christmas We got seven cats scratching fleas Underneath the artificial tree Walmart certificate in my stocking Mama's always clean up one-stop shopping Bacon, eggs, and beer for Santa God bless us everyone God bless us everyone Snow I see is on my sister's shoulder When our cousin comes over he likes to hold her She best get in the kitchen just like I told her It's a white trash Christmas We got turkey and spam, beans and yams Papa's having flashbacks to Vietnam Grab the kids, go run and hide Take shelter underneath the double wide Bacon, eggs and beer for Santa God bless us everyone God bless us everyone 
with the last of her welfare check to buy Grandpa a carton of cigarettes. But she knows it'll make his best Christmas yet. It's a white trash Christmas. The dog went and took another dump on the floor. Mom is making up a fresh batch of s'mores. Daddy got drunk and hit his head on the door. It's a white trash Christmas. My presents are wrapped in the comic strips. Goodwill shirts and deodorants. Fresh beef jerky and a six Miller light. We'll be having us a party on Christmas night. Bacon, eggs, and beer. Santa, God bless us, everyone. There you go. Christmas season has officially arrived. Zach Tyson has uh, arrived on the scene. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Hang a shining star upon the highest bar. A merry little Christmas Did you know you can't sneeze in your sleep because your brain shuts down the reflex? Hmm. Well, so I remember you saying this before, Mm -hmm. but I guess I'm semi-asleep, but I do sneeze. Yeah, you must be awake. Because if you were really asleep, then, and if you were really asleep and you sneezed, you wouldn't know it. Then there's yeah, that. Because you'd be true. asleep. That so if true. you know you're sneezing, yeah. there's no way you can be, uh, yeah, no, no way I, you can be asleep. I didn't know that. So long as I don't do it while I'm driving, I'm, I'm all right. Uh, today's movie premieres at the movie theater. If you uh, would like the cinematic experience, here are a couple of things that uh, are on the table for you. West Side Story. A movie remake of the infamous musical, it's a PG-13 musical romance, Jets and Sharks. So you got Jets and Sharks in Brownsville tonight, squaring off with one another, and mm-hmm. then you got Jets and Sharks at the movie theater. Cougs and Cats. Cougs and Cats, Jets and Sharks. Tony spots Maria at a high school dance in 1957, New York. Their burgeoning romance helps to fuel the fire between two rival gangs vying for control of the streets. Mm-hmm. Will you see this? Probably not. I, I like it. If it pops we've, up on TV, you'd watch it, though, we've maybe? We've seen West Side Story. It'll eventually be on HBO Max. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. There's so much content now. I'm just really having to be choosy. I will probably watch at some point, being the Ricardos, it's a revealing glimpse of Lucy and Desi's complex, romantic, and professional relationship including being threatened by shocking personal accusations of political smear and cultural taboos. Uh, Javier Bardem plays Desi. Nicole Kidman plays Lucy. I've seen trailers for it and interviews with the cast. Looks pretty good. I'd forgotten Lucille Ball was accused of being a communist right at the height of her um, popularity of her popularity and her fame. There are also things that uh, they were able to do. There were barriers that they broke professionally that those you know somebody like me who was only born 50 years ago and fully appreciate or understand some of the groundbreaking things that uh, Lucy and Desi did and then Desi Lou like if you go back and watch old television shows how many of them are tagged with the production company Desi Lou well that's them 
So um, it's uh, it's it's good. Um, I think the movie will be good. Also, an R-rated comedy and limited release called Don't Look Up. That's Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, and Meryl Streep. That is a this is a comedy on climate change, and it is that sounds uh, like an oxymoron. Yes, but Mike McKay, um, McKay uh, did Elf. Adam McKay, Adam McKay, who has done a lot of famous movies that you know, he decided this was the only way he could get people to listen was to make it funny, and that maybe you walk away going. Oh, maybe there's more to this mm-hmm. than I've been willing to. It, it's kind of the it's the spoonful of sugar routine where if I make it something you can enjoy, then you might uh, be a little more open minded. And then Agnes is new at the theater. A nun's disturbing behavior sparks rumors of demonic possession at a remote covenant. That's, no thanks. I was gonna say that sounds like a midnight showing for you, right? I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Simone Biles has been named the athlete of the year. By Time Magazine, not Tom Brady, the Super Bowl champion, and uh, not gold medal winning gymnast Suni Lee, not Naomi Osaka, not, you could probably come up with a short list of a, a lot of them, but Simone Biles is the athlete of the year, according to Sports Illustrated. Yes? No? Uh, I mean, sure. I mean, she definitely... I mean, during the Olympics, she had all of her mental health thing, which is important, I think. And I almost said that, that helps her win it. Yeah. There is a metal band. <laughs> we, we've laughed. We've talked about how the Corona, the beer last year, or, or yeah, was it last year, year before, whenever all this started. Last year, yeah. Was having a hard time because of its association with Corona. Well, there's a metal, a heavy metal group named Omicron, <laughs> and they say they will not change their name. I was going to say, for them, it's almost perfect. Of course they wouldn't change their name. Who? No. no for heavy metal, too, of n- all genres. Not only, yeah, it scare you to death, but not only, I mean, not not only did no one know who they were, I mean, no. One, a week ago, you wouldn't have known that this band existed, and now suddenly I'm today, not sure I knew that they existed until what? How long this segment? Twenty seconds ago? Twenty to twenty-five seconds ago. Now suddenly, you know who they are. So, yeah, it says the the Facebook they say they have nothing to do with the virus, but it does make highly contagious music. Okay. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So um, the band says they they will not be changing their name. No, they're going to ride this for all right? they can possibly can. Oh, so. And who can blame them? No, I would can't do blame it. them at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sudden, 100%. Sudden notoriety. Got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the week here on In the Know. Point to ponder for today. A little deeper discussion than we might normally do on uh, Point to Ponder because I was reminded by this headline, actually, um, 
made me curious. This headline says, New Zealand is announcing a plan to slowly ban smoking so young people never start. So I thought this was an interesting concept. Um, I liken it to this. A few years ago when the state government was trying to figure out a way to solve our pension problem, especially our pension liability to educators, seemingly the um, the conciliatory strategy was to not mess with the pensions or the earnings of anyone currently in the profession, but anyone who's not in the profession would then come into a new model so that they would never have known anything different, which – you know, economists can you know debate whether that's the best way or the not the best way. And if you're a teacher or you're an administrator, you can argue whether that's good or bad. But if you use that idea and you say, okay, in America, should we just say you have to be X age to buy it, but then that age keeps graduating so that this year, you have to be 18. Next year, you have to be 19. The following year, you have to be 20 until eventually you age it out. Where young, If you can get – New Zealand says if they can get their smoking percentage down to 5% for all populations, they'll consider it a success. I mean, if you've not obeyed the warning signs yet that it's bad for you, there's probably not going to be much a person can say to convince you everything has been about – has been tried. But to protect future generations, should we just not ever allow them to legally start? Is that a reasonable? I like it. Reasonable approach. I think it's a smart idea. <clears throat> I think well, it's smart. I certainly don't disagree. It. I. I kind of like that when I see New Zealand doing, and I. I. It makes me curious to say, let's keep an eye on that to see if it works, and if it does, can we use that as a pilot program? Because that strategy, where you just gradually age it out is working in other things as a proposal to fix some of our problems. No one wants to, in the middle of their race, they don't want to have the course changed. You know, you don't want to get in the middle of your marathon and go, um, we've decided you're going to have to run uphill the rest of the way. And, I mean, no one's going to be comfortable with that. But if you never grow up in a world where you have access to tobacco, then isn't it probably in your best interest? And I would, I would have to say it probably is. So, all right. Sam, if you're looking for a good excuse to avoid housework. <laughs> hmm. Are you looking for a good excuse to avoid housework? Well, not really, because if it if I don't do the housework, then nobody does the housework. Mm -hmm. But then what happens when your mama stops by for a visit? Well, the housework gets done. Okay. <laughs> well, let me give you a little, let me give you a little cleaning your house increases air pollution. Hmm. So, hey, climate change. I, I don't know that that uh, excuse is going to work. Yeah, no. I'm going to go with no she with your mother. She wouldn't take that. No. Researchers have found that normal cleaning activities like dry dusting, vacuuming, making the bed, folding clothes, and folding blankets sent significant amounts of small particle pollution into the air. So did normal activities such as simply walking around the house and sitting on the furniture. So now you have to stay outside, Sam. You can't even go in your house and walk even, around. Can't even sit on, sit on my couch. Nope. Can't do it. Can't walk around your house. All you're doing is kicking up dust. Huh. 
Well, uh, then I guess I'm destroying the environment. <laughs> One couch cushion at a time. On television this weekend, tonight on Hallmark, a Dickens of a holiday to mark the 100th anniversary of a Victorian festival, Cassie invites movie star and former high school classmate Jake to play Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. Hmm. Sounds like a Dickens of an evening. Then on Showtime tonight, Ricky Powell, the individualist. Don't know who that is, but you may. That sounds like you should be watching the Cougars and the Cats tonight. Sounds like it. On NBC tomorrow night, Billie Eilish hosts and is the musical guest for Saturday Night Live. I wonder if she'll smile. (laughs) I've never seen her smile before. I don't even know if she can smile. So the fact that Billie Eilish would appear on a comedy show. She does have an interesting personality. She does. No, I'm more interesting, meaning more of just she's, I don't know. I She she just doesn't seem like SNL would be in her wheelhouse. But, but maybe You've been she'll... surprised before, though, absolutely, haven't you? Absolutely. I, I, I'm going to be open-minded and go, all maybe, right, Maybe show by me. the end of the night, you will become one of the world's biggest Billie Eilish fans. She'll be right up there next to Adele with you. She is a spokesperson for some Adobe products that we use. I see her in some advertising on that. So tomorrow night also, early on, CBS, the classic 1964 Christmas uh, stop-motion animated special, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's good. I mean, it's it's a classic. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then this sounds like something some people would like on Comedy Central, a hot mess holiday. Sounds I, like my kind of Hallmark I, I hear some people say, sometimes use the term, it's a hot mess. So apparently we're going to find out what a hot mess holiday is. On Sunday on Fox, the 70th Miss Universe pageant. Kentucky, right? Isn't uh, Isn't that Miss America? Well, no, but it doesn't Miss America compete in the... Miss... Um, I don't... I don't mm, I maybe. Think, doesn't I Miss America compete know. in Miss Universe? Maybe. Where, think, does it say where this is? Because I remember hearing it was uh, a pageant. Yeah, Israel. I think this is. I think she is competing then. Okay. Steve Harvey is the host. Uh-oh. I'm your man, Steve oh. Harvey. Is he going to mess it up again? Right? Maybe. Maybe. Don't 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 mess up. L. 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 Smith. Smith. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. So I think yeah, Kentucky and competing in that. Well, maybe Miss Kentucky can stop by your favorite restaurant in Tel Aviv on her way to Eilat. Israel is where they got a McDonald's there. Probably. And on the CW on Sunday evening, the greatest holiday commercials countdown of 2021. Also on CBS on Sunday evening, a Christmas proposal hoping to impress his family during uh, at Christmas. A hotshot attorney asks a down on her luck chef to pose as his girlfriend. Then it becomes complicated and hilarity ensues. Hmm. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1994, Yasser Arafat, Shimon Peres, and Itzhak Rabin received the Nobel Peace Prize. They got yours, Sam. That was a problem. They gave away three that year, and then they haven't had any left to give you one. In 1817, Mississippi was admitted as the 20th state of the Union. Crookaletta, crookaletta. 1967, Otis Redding and six others were killed when their plane crashed into Wisconsin's Lake Monona. Otis Redding was only 26 yeah. at the time. So any Otis Redding music that you hear was all he sounds before like the he age was of 26. in his 60s when he was singing them. Agreed. 
In 05, Richard Pryor died in Encino, California at age 65. Five years ago today, sophomore quarterback Lamar Jackson became the first Louisville player to win the Heisman Trophy. There you go, Louisville fans. Some good news. Mm-hmm. Something, a, a time to remember celebrating and being happy. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Look at me trying to provide peace and goodwill toward men on, on Christmas. Or bond the bridge, so to speak. I feel far worse for them than you do, Sam. You're you're the one that's seemingly throwing wood on the fire with Louisville fans. Well, I'm trying to extend an listen, olive branch. You think I'm bad about it? You, you might want to go talk to uh, our one news director. Hmm. He's got very much disdain. Gloria Loring is 75 today. Susan Day is 69. Nia Peoples is 60. Bobby Flay is 57. Raven Simone is 36 today. And Joe Burrow is 25. How's he not on your list? Joe Burrow is 25 today? I don't know. We're going to talk to the people that curate my list. You're not going to make a Lamar Jackson mention and not make a Joe Burrow mention. Chet Huntley was born this date in 1911. Dan Blocker was born this date in 1972. Dan Blocker played Hoss Cartwright on the Bonanza. On hmm. Bonanza, not the Bonanza. Just is that Bonanza. like the Star Wars? Very similar to it. Some some people accidentally put a the in the front of it. Let's go to chart toppers. We'll hop in our time machine and travel back when to 1954. I'm worried and I can't sleep. Princess Leia's dad, and Carrie Fisher's dad, Eddie. Fall asleep. Counting my blessings. So the takeaway from that is count your blessings instead of sheep. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever go to sleep. That's too mentally engaging. Counting sheep is supposed to be easy so you I'm can sure fall asleep. I've ever actually tried to count sheep. <laughs> Do you think sheep count Sam's? <laughs> it's potential. That's a scary proposition. Sam the Sheepdog. 1963. The Kingsman number one with Louie Louie. One of my favorite uh, pet band songs. Yeah, it's a good one. It can be a little overused. Wow. Listen, see, I like it because we had all of our uh, being in the trombone section. We had all of our dance moves that went along with the with the song. So we had, we had fun with it. Hey, speaking of, uh, next week we're going to be talking more about it, but next Thursday night is the big uh, joint concert, the choir, orchestra, band, Christmas concert, fundraiser, uh, fundraiser where they're collecting food items. So uh, I think uh, Carol of the Bells is going to be here sometime next week to kind of talk about that. But I just want to get it on your calendar as far in advance as possible. Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, number one this date in 1972. Yes, I know some of you think it's a Simply Red song, but Harold Melvin did it first. And all due credit to the Blue Notes, they helped as well. You should understand me like I understand you. A few beats per minute less than the Simply Red version. Yeah. Yeah. Can be a little a little draggy. Let's go to 1981. Foreigner number one. Not my favorite foreigner. 
No, it's a nice change of pace though from a lot of their you know their hard Cold rock and get a good slow dance song you know from Foreigner. Not everything can be jukebox hero and cold as ice and hot blooded. Oh, well, they got some good songs. Need to take a breather sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they do have some good songs. Or after that one, you might need to come up for air. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, number one in 1999. Waiting for tonight. Oh, I've dreamed of this love for so long. Waiting for tonight. Wasn't it like her and Ben Affleck are now together or something like that, isn't it? Benifer? Yeah. Isn't that the thing? Yeah. yeah. See, I get how keep, young you are, Sam. I, can't I mean, keep track I've, of that. But aren't they back because they were together, right? Yeah, and now yeah, they're back together? Yeah. I've, I've lived through both iterations uh-huh. of Benifer. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, I remember Benifer 1.0, and now I'm still around for Benifer 2.0. That ground band, number one in 08, the chicken fries. Camilla Cabello, Camilla Cabello, number one with Havana, four years ago today. So there you go. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Let your joy be in your journey, not in some distant goal. Let your joy be in your journey, not in some distant goal. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.